Welcome to Making Your Miles Count Production, an educational program to all Canadian lease owner-operators with your host, Robert Scaper. Chapter 3, Duplicity, Exposed, Examined and Evaluated. It goes a little bit into uh, the discussion of uh, pre-tax and after-tax. Now, um, in Chapter 2, we were talking about job-related costs and the difference between TL2 and non-taxable benefits and how the judge was comparing uh, uh, $48 uh, with $33. Mm-hmm. And realistically, it wasn't even the clearest picture because they're not really comparing the same things. The judge wasn't, he, and, he, and he didn't fully understand it. But $48 for an auditor, they were getting $48 after tax, uh, whereas the $33 that uh, Don Wilkinson was uh, had to start with, but he was asking for 40 and he got 40, uh, actually is a number that goes into the Income Tax Act and it gets reduced and it gets converted into after-tax uh, uh, benefit, which only was 5 or $6. Yeah. So you're, you're not comparing uh, th- hmm. 33 or $40 to 48, you're comparing 5 or $6 to $48. So the, the actual aberration is much more than even what the, uh, the judge was implying at the time. That's where uh, it's very important to understand the difference between after-tax money and pre-tax money. Well, what the judge was saying there, uh, they were getting 48 he was getting 33 Was the judge not saying that that would be after-taxes, the 33 or, or going he, up to 40 Yeah, but he was thinking it was after-tax. Correct. But it wasn't, it was, it was only the amount that's put into the TL2 simplified like, you know, onto that form. So why is this before tax or, or after tax? For that, what the government Because that's non-taxable benefits. Very, very different. The $48 is, is non-taxable benefits and Correct. it's tax-free money. I understand. And, but the $33 is just what's classified as a uh, non-refundable tax credit. Okay. And, uh, but it, I mean, you don't actually, they wouldn't have got a check for $33 a day or right now it's $69 a day. You don't, the government doesn't send you a tax no. after tax no, check no. for $69. No. Uh, it actually goes into the income tax form and then there's a whole bunch of formulas that are applied to it. And then the question is, what is the net effect of that $69? And right now the best province in Canada, that's $69 is $19.80 per day. Then the question is, what do auditors get today in non-taxable benefits? And right now, it's right at $120 per day. That's after tax. That's after tax money. So if you take that $69 and you bring it down to 1980, and uh, so $1980, that's that's basically six times, it's 600% difference, which is quite remarkable. If you go on our website, you will see the comparison of non-taxable benefits in blue to the TL2 in red. Uh, we'll show this uh, the, the line here. Uh, what I've got here is the history of non-taxable benefits to the uh, TL2. And uh, it, it goes all the way back to 1984, and it goes all the way up to 2022. And you'll see a, just a very gradual increase uh, over, uh, what, 38 years? And then you have a much steeper increase when it comes to non-taxable benefits. So the the red, which is the TL2, 
Yeah. The TL2 is for company drivers, correct? Company drivers, correct. Right. Or people who do not use non-taxable benefits. Right, but not an owner-operator. Uh, an owner-operator uh, can use uh, either one. Okay. It's up to them. Oh. They can choose whatever. whatever they, if the person is self-employed, they have to use uh, the TL2. Okay. But if they are, if they're incorporated, well, they could use either one. One is the non-taxable benefit is much more work and you have to be set up for it. Okay. But if you do that, you, you can, you can use either one. Okay. Uh, in there. But if you're driving for a company. Yeah. If you're the driving. The company will automatically give you the TL2. Yes. Yeah. At the end of the year, you, with your T4, they'll give you your okay. TL2. This, it's signed and, and, uh, and, and off and running. So those are the two systems that, uh, that are available out there. Uh, the, the primary ones in, uh, in the trucking industry. Okay. But as an owner operator, mm -hmm. uh, leased onto a company, mm -hmm. they won't give you a TL2. They will not give you a TL2. Correct. Only if you're a company driver. Only if you're a company driver. Okay. Yeah, that's correct. Now, incidentally, there was a court case and this, I can't remember what the date was. Uh, it was Jim Park actually, again, uh, talked about it. Uh, I think it was very close right after, uh, I think it was in 2007 or 2008 where 25 trucks uh, owner operators from Moncton, New Brunswick were audited. And uh, I think because of Don Wilkinson case, uh, uh, this is an assumption, they probably used much larger numbers than okay. the, uh, you know, $45 a day that they were, uh, that the, the form allows. They probably used the uh, non-taxable benefit numbers, which mm -hmm. was again, much, much higher. Uh, and instead of battling that number through the courts, What's Canada Revenue Agency, I believe, I'm making some assumptions here, that what they did was they just said, uh, if you're an owner-operator uh, and you're self-employed, you, you cannot use the TL2 because on the bottom of the form, there is a place where your employer must sign. Correct. And because when you're self-employed, you don't have an employer, and so you can't use the form. So that's when they, they said, no, you have to keep all of your meal receipts. Oh, okay. And within a few months, honestly, within five or six months, there was this sort of ricochet all across Canada where uh, accountants says, wait a minute, you can't use the, you're self-employed. No, you have to keep all of your meal receipts. Have I to remember keep that. Yeah, that was. I remember that. And you suddenly, well, like out of nowhere that you yep. suddenly had to keep up, uh, keep it. If they, they allowed it for 20 plus years and suddenly now you couldn't use it. It created shockwaves in the industry. Now, what happened over the next five to seven or eight years, um, truck drivers got kind of ticked off at their accountants and said, I gotta keep all of these meal receipts, gotta keep all of these meal receipts. Instead of losing a client, what they would say is, well, okay, you know, just hand them in and, and, and I'll still use the TL2. They put them in there. A good bookkeeper would know how much receipts would go into that field because the receipts goes into the exact same field back then as the TL2 did. They figured, okay, if anything say above $12,000 in, in meals, for instance, it would probably fly, flag an audit. So we'll just make sure as long as the receipts uh, didn't get over that, um, it won't flag an audit. And that's yep. true. It won't flag an audit if it's above us uh, uh, or below a certain level. We didn't do that very long. No, until you found until you found somebody who said, "Oh, I'll, I'll do it." With yeah, the, we were, with the, we were with the same accountant, but uh, where we had to keep their meal receipts, that that was very short lived. Yeah, yeah, it was maybe a year or two there, but yeah. there are some accountants who still say, "No, you can't use the TL two. You have to keep your meal okay. receipts." Dep depends on where it is. you are in Canada. It's a little bit different. The most bizarre is 
uh, we have had there for about three or four years, we've had uh, uh, people come with us and say, oh, you know, I just got rejected of, for all of my TL2 and because uh, I didn't have any meal receipts. And so we, you know, help them through and show them how to do things. And then, but we also knew of auditors who are sitting down and training truck drivers to use the TL2 and their owner operators. There's a duplicity there uh, because they were saying no in one part of the country and teaching people how to do it mm -hmm. in another. Yeah. So it's, it's very inconsistent. Uh, now, for the most part, the TL2 is acceptable still. Back then, back in uh, 2000, 80% um, of, like I was saying, 80% of operators were uh, self-employed and only 20 were incorporated. Okay. Now, 80% are incorporated. And uh, when you're when you're incorporated, well, then you can uh, use the TL2 legally. There's nothing there's nothing problem because you can sign as both the employer and the employee okay. and uh, and be okay with it. So there's some unusual things that that happen even you know all across Canada. Get different ways that CRA has been implementing things and stuff like that. But anyway, uh, that's uh, that's what happens there now. If you check on our website and you take a look at the comparison of non-taxable benefits uh, versus the TL2, you'll see a huge, huge difference. If you remember what the judge said, it just boggles the mind that these kinds of aberrations can occur. The implication is, okay, you guys should not have these great differences anymore. Mm -hmm. And uh, so what did CRA do over the next decade or two decades? Did they actually follow what the judge deeply implied that, hey, listen, we should all be on the same playing field. All should be on the same level. If you take a look at what happened from 2000 forward, you will see the non-taxable benefits actually increase considerably, whereas the, the TL2 increased, but just slightly. So it actually got worse, did the exact opposite of what the judge implied. That's a pretty significant point. In order to get this chart, I actually had to go through a Freedom of Information Act to get the TL2, not the TL2, I had the TL2, but the non-taxable benefit numbers all the way back to 1984. And so uh, to my understanding, when I was talking to the clerk who, who supplied it to me, and it was like a stack of papers this thick when, when, I, when I ordered it or whatever, no one had ever asked for it before. He actually balked a little bit at the Freedom of Information Act, and, and then he, in the end he said, ah, what harm could it do? <laughs> he just sent it to me. Eh? Uh, I wanted evidence long-term. Mm -hmm. uh, this is what the two systems uh, have done in the past. It makes a big difference when we're talking uh, building after-tax wealth uh, because the TL2, the numbers that they give, like $69, we're not talking after-tax cash there, uh, but in non-taxable benefits, uh, that's after-tax wealth. What we're trying to do is help people build long-term after-tax wealth. So you have to think and operate uh, under that uh, under that same pre uh, pre preface. Principle. <laughs> Principle. <laughs> All right, I think that's it for uh, Chapter 3. Thanks for stopping by Making Your Miles Count. For further Making Your Miles Count productions, call us at 877-987-9787 or download us at makingyourmilescount.com.